Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 17 of The Weird Weird West. Today contains chapter 7, entitled Captured, with an exclamation point. And as the title suggests, today we are following our heroes, the secret Zoomers, as after being captured while attempting to stealthily negotiate the Crozar camp, they find themselves dragged before the Crozar leader by their captors, and then they witness a cutscene. There's no other word for it. It's a cutscene. And so, against all odds, shall it remain. Let me jump right in with the box text on this. Quote, Twelve Crozar soldiers lead you into one of the small prefab shelters located at the heart of the complex. Inside, you find one of the lizard-like aliens sitting behind a desk, looking over a pile of papers. From all indications, he appears to be the alien leader. I'd love to know what these indications are. Is it just because he's the only lizard with a desk? That's not proof. If anything, that suggests that he's the assistant to the lizard in charge. I mean, leaders are busy, but in a different way. Like, you don't see a lot of pictures of U.S. presidents sitting at the Resolute desk with, like, stacks of papers in their inbox, their tie loose, looking real harried. Like, oh man, if I don't get through this stack by Monday, the American people are going to kill me. It's not like that when you're a top executive, but I guess it is when you're a top rubber lizard executive, because here's the leader of the Crows are, sitting behind a desk, stacked high with paperwork, despite the fact that this is, like, a ragtag band of lizards trying to survive in the desert. Nonetheless, they're generating a tremendous amount of paperwork. Anyway, our heroes, in this case, the secret Zoomers, are here because they look weird, they were acting weird, they were found snooping around the camp. So instead of going through the normal enslavement and indoctrination process, they went right to the boss's office. Quote, The leader is mainly interested in finding out who the heroes are and what they want. It is up to the players to come up with suitable answers. If the players are able to come up with a convincing answer as to why they were present in the encampment, the leader will decide that they are not a threat and send them off to be indoctrinated into the Crozar army as slave troops. See chapter 9. If the players are unable to come up with a suitable answer, the leader will send them to be mind-probed. If the heroes confess to the Crozar leader that they are trying to find a way to identify and correct the time disturbance, he will send them off to be mind-probed so as to find out everything the heroes know of the disturbance. The Crozar leader will not be open to any offers of cooperation from the heroes. And he goes on to say that the reason is the Crozar already have an exclusive interloper contract with the mysterious hooded figures and aren't interested in any kind of alliance with any other time-traveling weirdos. Quote, if the players invent some sort of false story for the leader, he is allowed an intuition feat role to see through their deception. And then, of course, it says that the intensity of the feat role should depend upon how good the lie is, but it doesn't, because per the intensity rules, this Crozar and his poor intuition have a 0 to 1% chance to see through even a, quote, very poor story. So there's a little kind of choice to make here. I mean, it's not very predictable what will happen. So there's a sense in which the players are kind of flying blind. But it does matter. If you can come up with an excuse, a kind of innocuous reason as to why you were hanging around, then you go through the normal slave indoctrination process. If you seem like a suspicious liar, or if you seem like you might know something about the time shenanigans, then you get sent to the mind probe for interrogation. That is only the secondary purpose of this scene. The primary purpose of this scene is the following. Quote, Just after the leader has finished interrogating the heroes, six hooded strangers walk into the leader's office and begin a conversation. Read the following dialogue to the characters. And this is where we get a cutscene. 
where the Crozar leader talks to the leader of the hooded figures, the head hood. Quote, have you found anything? I think so. I need equipment. A flux overdrive. We have only one overdrive, and it is needed for our battlefield communication system. We are preparing to launch a campaign, you know. As I have told you, if we are to find answers, we need equipment, and providing this equipment is your side of our bargain. You do want to see the 21st century again, do you not? You know, my friend, I am beginning to regret our little arrangement more and more. Aside to an underling, get them the overdrive. Where will you be taking it? For now, that needn't concern you. We are very close to uncovering the nature of the disturbance. Once we have answers, we will be back. Well, remember, once our assault is complete, it wouldn't be wise to travel in the area we discussed earlier. But don't worry. I'm sure we will survive. Ho, 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 ho. Okay, so that, that's the laugh isn't there, but that's the line. Don't worry. I'm sure we will survive. Subtext, subtext. So now we kind of see the tenor of the relationship between the hooded figures and the crows are. What we have is this antagonistic, powerful group of alien monsters, and they've made a kind of arrangement, a kind of deal with a mastermind villain, who we'll discover later is a classic villain that we recognize. But so far, this malign, anonymous mastermind is operating from the shadows as an ally to the alien menace in an effort to use their technology in his villainy. However, there are already tensions between the alien menace and this master of villainy, this veritable Roger Delgado of familiar evil. I would say this plot is derivative, but let's be honest, this structure was already pretty threadbare when Ray Winninger got his hands on it, so we can't really hold that against him. Anyway, so that's the conversation that you witness and that you cannot interfere with either by your presence or by action. Quote, during the entire conversation, the strangers do not notice the heroes and will ignore any attempts by the heroes to communicate with them. They don't notice the secret Zoomers. Don't notice them. Just didn't see them standing there. Now, I remind you, we don't have the interior of the leader's building, but if the scale that we established for this map earlier for the exterior of the building is accurate, the room that we're in can't be more than 18 feet wide. That's like six meters. Because that's how wide the whole building is. So even if this room takes up the entire width of the building, it can only be so wide. And we, the player characters, the secret Zoomers, are standing like right there. Like we've just finished talking to the head lizard. We're still in earshot. We're still right there. And then these six hooded figures come in and don't see us standing there. And they proceed to have a conversation about the technology they need, what their plans are, where they're going, just without noticing that there are four superpowered teenagers here. And if we go to the effort to try to communicate with them, like, hey, buddy, we're right here, even just out of politeness, like, I, I noticed that you're talking about secret plans. Do you want us to leave? There's no reaction. They refuse to hear us. They refuse to acknowledge our presence. They will not engage. However, there's no provision made for the possibility of any of the four of us seeing any identifying characteristics of any of these six hooded figures, despite the fact that they're just standing here in hoods in a relatively small room and don't know we're there. Somehow, this is the dumbest thing on the page. This is like Hitler all over again from all this in World War II. You'll recall there was a scene where the player characters were standing there and Hitler comes into the room to like inspect them. And it's Hitler and he's right there. At least in that scene, the player characters were theoretically either hypnotized or pretending to be hypnotized so they couldn't take action. This is like that scene, except we're not hypnotized. Well, why are we not? I mean, there are guards there, sure. 
But we know the crows are the bad guys. We can pretty well figure that these hooded figures working with the crows are are bad guys. Couldn't we take one big non-lethal swing at this group just to see their faces, just to see who we're dealing with? I mean, certainly the secret Zoomers could. It's not clear whether the crows are would have uh, confiscated the team's equipment by this point, or indeed if they ever confiscate the equipment of captured characters. You would think, like, Trupa, a member of the secret Zoomers, is in a fire-breathing mecha turtle suit that they probably saw in action during the fight where they captured the Zoomers. So you would think the crows are would at least tell this kid, hey, we've got your friends, you're all under lizard arrest, step out of the turtle and put your hands behind your head. You know, you wouldn't think they would take this kid before their leader in the fire-breathing turtle suit. But even assuming that the Zoomers are missing all or most of their equipment, and the Zoomers are unusually reliant on their equipment, three of them are high-tech heroes, and the one alien on the team carries a weapon as well. But even then, that alien, Extra, the extraterrestrial, her people have an extremely high vocal range that allows them to turn up their volume and pitch of their voice all the way to causing incredible damage when they shout, and that affects everyone in a whole area. So we've got this crowd of six hooded figures who must be bunched up quite a bit if we can't see any of their faces in this small room. I mean, unless they're standing in a circle facing outward on the perimeter of the room, they pretty much all have to be bunched together facing the same way for none of them to have their faces pointing toward us. Extra should just be able to yell and knock these hooded figures over like bowling pins. I'm not saying she's going to win the fight, but in the movement, in the chaos, in the falling over, somebody on the secret zoomers is going to be able to see some faces. Also, while you're right here with the Crozar leader and everybody's distracted, would be a great time to try to break away from your captors and sneak out. The zoomers have a number of options to do that. Once again, this is going to cause chaos, and these hooded figures, who, slight spoilers, have no particular reason to hide their identity from us, except that they know we're player characters, I guess especially given that they don't know we're here somehow. It would be very odd in the chaos of an escape attempt for all of them to keep their faces hidden from us the whole time, especially if we're actively looking to see who they are. And if a stealthy escape succeeds, then we should be able to follow these hooded figures and see their faces as they leave or search for us or whatever they do, right? If nothing else, then characters with heightened senses, like say, if this were the West Coast Avengers here, Tigra. Tigra is going to at least smell all these people, so we should be able to find them and indeed track them later. This, I just can't believe the sloppiness of expecting these hooded figures to stay anonymous and just like marching them into a small room right next to us, ostentatiously black robed and hooded so we can't see who they are. They have a private conversation in front of us, inexplicably not noticing we're there. If we tell them we're there, if we try to parlay, if we start insulting them, if we start hurling insults or objects at them, they simply refuse to engage or turn to look at us in any way, and they leave immediately after the box text before we can do anything, supposedly. But look, we're superheroes. We may not be able to win a fight, but we can damn well start a fight. And if we start a fight, we're gonna see those faces. And if we see those faces, it changes the whole module. I just can't understand why someone who clearly has a healthy wariness about player character behavior. I mean, this is the author who told us what would happen if you tried to chase down the innocent injured pioneer and tie him up for no reason. This author understands players and player characters, why does this author think we are going to sit still for a cutscene and not like telekinetically pull somebody's hood back, bolt away from our captors for a moment, and just like tackle somebody and grab their robe, suddenly shrink and run to the other side of the room so we can see up at those hooded faces? The list is just endless. I mean, hey, if they let Troopa keep his turtle suit, if they haven't taken it away yet, one blast of fire breath. Again, I'm not saying we're going to hurt or kill all these hooded figures, but those robes are not fireproof. 
one gout of fire breath should be enough to leave these hooded figures wearing the scorched tatters of hoods immediately revealing who they are. And if we're lucky, the answer in one or two cases is going to be unrecognizable charred corpse, and that would be fine. I mean, I guess we'd lose a lot of karma if we actually killed them, but it's a superhero game. Just don't unrecognizably burn them to death. Unrecognizably burn them into unconsciousness. It's a small adjustment. Turn the little dial on the neck of your fire-breathing turtle suit. No problem. Anyway, all of that seems like it should be possible and will certainly be tried at the table, but it just can't happen. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but it's just dictated that it that it doesn't happen. The hooded figures have their conversation with the Crozar leader, then they walk away and there's nothing the player characters can do. With all their power, they can't even get the hooded figures to notice they're in the room, apparently. So at this point, having let them stand there and get all the private information, the Crozar then take our heroes away, either to be mind-probed in Chapter 8 or to be indoctrinated into the Crozar slave army in Chapter 9. The secret Zoomers, I feel, especially if they've been mostly disarmed, especially because they're kids, they're just going to be turned into slave soldiers. I don't think the crows are going to find any need to mind probe these kids. So they're going to be moving on to chapter nine. However, you'll recall that back when the player characters ran into those crows are scientists doing a science project out in the desert, while the Zoomers and the Misfits moved on to the crows are camp under their own power, the Furies first tried to parlay, then tried to fight, and finally were captured. And when a super team gets captured by scientists, you can bet that they are going straight to the mind probe. Join me next time for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at Kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>